What up, world? It's past first point guard and Blazer beat writer Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Today's show is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And stay tuned for later in this episode for the Ultra Player of the Week. Got a fun show for you today. In a little bit, I'm going to be joined by Ashton and Sierra, uh, co-creators and co-founders of Flagrant Magazine and the whole Flagrant Universe. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We talk about what it's like to be a fan and choosing favorite players and and what they do in the sort of basketball media space. Uh, it's They were a delight. I'm looking forward to sharing it with you. But before we get there, we got to talk a little bit about what happened in a basketball game tonight. We're going to keep it very brief here in the basketball world because, frankly, it's not particularly meaningful, y'all. And the Blazers play tomorrow night. I'm recording this on Tuesday evening, of course, after the Blazers beat the snot out of the Indiana Pacers. 133-112, and it wasn't that close. Blazers led by 40 at one point. It was This was um, just a beatdown of epic proportions. And it was the kind of win the Blazers needed because they were they had lost five in a row, you know, a bunch of close games, and the and the Pacers were missing the horses. Um, that maybe I should have used a car metaphor there, but they're missing the horsepower. Is that better? But no Demonza Sabonis, no Miles Turner, and then their backup, a third string center who you maybe aren't familiar with, Goga Bataze, but the other big dude on the roster, he wasn't available either. So they just didn't have size. They started O'Shea Brissett and Jakar Sampson up front, and uh the Blazers feasted on the glass and they feasted from three and they they won a game going away, no doubter. And it sets up, you know, a really important second night of a back-to-back Wednesday night in Memphis. Uh, I don't know if it's a must win, but it's... This was a this was a hey look the season's not over type of win we're capable of of rolling over the bad teams now the Blazers got to prove it and they get a chance to prove it on Wednesday and the show following the Memphis game we will break down everything about where the Blazers are at that is that is I I I just um, I can't stress that enough we're gonna we're kind of leaning away from basketball like the specifics of basketball a little bit in this episode the specifics of the Blazers basketball a little this a little bit in this episode I should say but listen. That's only because the the game that matters, beating this Pacers team was only going to be notable if they lost. But but they won. Let's keep it moving. Really big game on Wednesday night to prove if the if the defensive intensity they showed and the sort of um, fluidity on offense that was that was absolutely there in a monster first half in which they scored 73 points, if they can carry that over against a really good team and a team that looked like they really had their number on Sunday. But you know the real reason the Blazers won this game? Amphrey Simons went historic. And that's why he's our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week this week. Anthony Simons came off the bench and hit his first nine three-pointers. He had hit his last four three-pointers in his previous game. He tied an NBA record with 13 consecutive three-pointers made. Kind of a stupid thing that ESPN <laughs> sent on to my Twitter timeline. So I saw the shout-out to Elias Sports Bureau, but... You know what's not stupid? Hitting nine three-pointers, going nine of ten from three because he took a heat check. 
He absolutely exudes joy. It was a joyous performance. After the game, his teammates bear-hugged him. They poured water on him. Uh, Assistant coach Jim Moran picked him up. It was proof that it's only worth it if you enjoy it, and the Blazers absolutely enjoyed it. And quite frankly, seeing Amphrey Simons thrive is proof that joy creates success. I think he had some times in the past when he was maybe a little anxious, maybe the pressure was too much, and maybe he was being heaped into or pushed into a role that he was not capable of. But now he knows what he can do and what he what he can do is shoot that thing and re- listen Michelob wants you to know enjoyment isn't the end game it's the whole game and seeing Anthony Simons smile and his teammates celebrate a dominant a historic uh, matching Terry Porter for most consecutive made threes without a miss in a game uh, when he started nine for nine in this one a historic night watching his teammates uh celebrate that with him was just was truly truly brought joy to my heart So remember, are you happy because you win, or do you win because you're happy? All right. So we spent five good minutes on the Blazers' win over the Pacers. That's kind of what it deserves in my book. It's a win they needed to get. They got the win. They took care of business. Let's keep it moving. Uh, Amphrey Simons was a ton of fun. Him him splashing in threes is kind of, it shows you his sort of potential, what he could be. I mean, he's not going to be a nine three-pointer a night guy, but he's an elite shooter and that floor spacing can help in the future. And it'll just, he's, he has shot himself into the, the permanent rotation. We're going to see a whole lot more of Amphrey Simons. That's the real takeaway. Not maybe a whole lot more, but when the sort of decision on who gets who gets move where and who doesn't play, Ant's name is probably no longer in that calculation. He's part of it because he proved that he's he when he gets going and you get him on that left side of the floor, the dude is a papa shot machine. So let's, well, let's shift gears a little bit now. Joining me now, the ladies of Flagrant Mag, the best magazine that you don't own. And if you do own it, you already know it's the best magazine. They also exist in the digital space, even though they don't want to tell you about it. Ashton Batuso, <laughs> Sierra Mountains, how y'all doing? Good. I'm good. We're good. <laughs> we come here today, the Blazers, we've, oh man, this was, uh, I was a little worried heading into this podcast. Yeah. I was, I was mm-hmm. like, the Blazers, they, they're, they stink lately. <laughs> they lose a lot of games. And I want I want this to be good vibes week here on Lockdown Blazers. I want this to be like, um, let's not worry because there's so much worrying on the internet. Good yeah. goodness gracious. Yeah. Let's like be positive. And then they won. They just beat the snot out of the Pacers. So yeah. I think we've got positive vibes here. But I, my basic question is, is what brings you joy about the Portland Trail Blazers? Like when you watch this team, what brings you joy? Oh. Uh. Uh, well, the first thing that comes to mind is Derek Jones Jr., but um, that's been that's been a little bit more of a bummer lately because I don't understand what's going on there, and I don't even know if I saw him check in today at all. He played um, four minutes. That's what I heard. I heard that the box score said, but I never saw him in. Um, hmm. Anyways, yeah, that's a conspiracy. Oh, that's player and pod. Look into that shortly. <laughs> I think that. What's so hard right now is the thing that makes us, everyone in the Blazers world happy is like the amount of heart that the team has always had. So it's kind of, that's kind of why things are feeling extra bummery right now, because um, that's our thing. And there seems to be something weird going on that none of us can quite articulate or wrap our minds around. Um, And it's sort of affecting the heart of the team. And it feels like 
bad vibes and it's a little weird. We're usually a good vibes team. So usually it's the vibes and I, and even right now it's the vibes. It's just a little rough patch and tonight was fun. So I would say I love the vibes. That's kind of <laughs> what, bring, what brings you joy is the vibes that are suddenly <laughs> very absent from this team. Sierra, yeah. I know you're not maybe like a, a capital F Blazers fan, but you are someone who loves mm-hmm. and knows basketball. Um, we won't talk about necessarily the team you're a fan of right now. Yeah, we'll get into fine. it shortly. But like, yeah, but broadly, what sort of what brings you joy? Like, what do you when you I, this season has been so weird, like this, this is a truly bizarre season. But what what brings you joy? Um, either with with basketball in general or with the Blazers? Uh, I think I'm like similar to Ashton where I have a real emotional investment in the teams that I like. I'd say the Blazers are like far and away (laughs) my second favorite team so much so that I can't even speak. I'm so overwhelmed with emotion. But (laughs) um, I'm definitely one of those people where even if my team is like not that good, like the Warriors aren't that good this year, but if the players are like, seem to be friends and they seem to enjoy each other's company i'm like yeah i love this yeah um so that's similar with ashton where that's something i've always really liked about the blazers they always seem to have that kind of like camaraderie and like sense of friendship on their team that i really value <laughs> like i like winning obviously i'd prefer if my teams are always winning but I love that we came on and we're like, we're girls. We just want them to be yeah. friends with each other. But I mean, well, I, the, yeah, the humans, true. the humans are the fun part of basketball. Like, I'm a personality I'm like, person. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what the NBA is. That's what makes it so good. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I know Ashton, you're like a big football fan. Like there's, yeah. that is, that is a thing to be, to be a fan of a team and the laundry. You don't get the personalities like you do in, right. in the NBA where you get these, like you get close to these humans and there's fewer people on the team and, you know, rooting for a guy that seems like a good dad and a good brother and a good son is fun. Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah. that is what brings you joy. I think that's a normal way to appreciate yes. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's I like, I market myself as president of the Kavon Looney fan club and <laughs> Like, I know he's not that good at basketball. Like, I think he's good at basketball. Obviously, he's an NBA player. I know he's not, like, the star of the team, but I just like nice people. It's fun. Yeah, It's fun to see people enjoying themselves. I don't know. Is that so wrong? Listen, it's so right. Okay, so (laughs) both of you have mentioned, both of you have mentioned your favorite players. And I want to, like, how do you go about selecting a favorite player? Um, How does, how does one... I guess in the sort of blazer world, end up with Derek Jones Jr. as your favorite player. And I know formerly Gary Trent Jr., um, yeah. you know, who mm-hmm. was sent away. RIP. Um <laughs> yeah, I that's really strange because um I have conflicting favorite players. Like Russell Westbrook is one of my favorite players of all time. Who and he is nothing like Derek Jones Jr. on the court at all. Um, but I like him because he's loud and he's boisterous and he's fun and he knows he's good um I love Dame obviously I haven't mentioned it's it's been five minutes and 29 seconds and I haven't mentioned Dame yet and that's that's on me um yeah wow obviously obviously Dame but Derek Jones Jr. is so funny to me because he just looks like he does not care about the game of basketball and I love (laughs) that 
he just like that guy has some of the most monster dunks I've seen in years. And he just lands back on his feet and just kind of is like, mm, it's another day at the office. He's got a real, yeah, he's got a real accountant vibe to him after it's these so highlights. Good. He's like, all right, well, we did it. We, we just, we leveled those books out looking right. good. It's so funny. And even like, I, I could even go as far to say that he looks a little bummed afterwards. Occasionally. <laughs> yeah. Occasionally he seems like he's um, incapable of getting, incapable of finding that joy. <laughs> And like, I don't think he's like that. I just think he's just very poised and um, yeah, he's just like mellow. That's a, yeah, that's a good word. So Sierra, how did you find yourself gravitating towards Kavon Looney? Because, you know, if you're the president of the Kavon Looney fan club, how did you, how did you land there? I don't even know. I, so like, obviously I love Clay Thompson and Steph Curry that I feel like it almost goes without saying where yeah, yeah. everybody's favorite players, if you're a Warriors fan, is Clay and Steph. And so I like to pick players for my, like, to hold as my favorite that aren't, like, the obvious choice. I think Kavon Looney works really hard. Um, he has gone through, he's had, like, every injury. He's had, like, no yeah. hip surgeries. <laughs> yeah. Dude is walking on bionic hips right now. I think he works really hard, and he always has a positive attitude. And he has this, like, nice gap-toothed smile that's very charming. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. And he's been with the team for a long time. You know, I loved um, when Sean Livingston and Leandro Barbosa were on the team. I loved them. I have Sean Livingston's jersey. Wow, Um, I forgot about them already. Wow. Leandro Barbosa back with the Warriors. You know, Yeah, they actually, they both work with the Warriors now. Oh, Sean Livingston does too? Wow. Yeah, he works in the front office. Or Ah. or he does like player development. I can't remember. But they both work with the Warriors. It was a really big deal for me. But I just like (laughs) those people that kind of just like Kavon Looney when he's not injured, obviously, he like shows up and he plays solid minutes. He never complains about anything. And I just, I don't know. I kind of value that. I also like, yeah, anyone with like a story is nice. Mm-hmm. So, Anderson, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, I was gonna say those like he's like the most lovable warrior right now yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, or you know, uh, bro- young brother-in-law Damian Lee. Um, yeah. What about what about um, what is this hurricane? Tsunami poppy. Tsunami poppy. Oh, tsunami poppy. I feel like tsunami poppy is. I mean, obviously, you're just a beautiful adult. Yeah, but yeah, um, really good. <laughs> just like just really good looking, so easy to root for him in that in that respect. But easy like, I think he's eyes. I think he's too good looking, and he knows it, and he's he's, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. gone to the other side where people no, resent him for being it. so pretty. I think yeah. you're right, and yeah. I, and whether that's fair or not is not for me to judge. But you know, I would I could only hope to touch those heights and find out what it's like to be that good looking that I, that people resent you. You'll get yeah. there. You'll get there. I don't yeah. know. I'm, <laughs> I've gone on the back half of my beauty. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you, when you're rooting for players, I want to like, I want to sort of tease this out a little bit more. Do you find yourself gravitating towards a type of player? Like Ashton, you said, like you, you know, you're on sort of different ends of the spectrum with Russell Westbrook or Derek Jones Jr. Or do you, or do you find yourself sort of like looking for a favorite player in context? Hmm. I think, I, I think, my favorite players are much more like contextualized than I understand, but I don't intentionally oh. like. Oh, see now <laughs> we're unpacking, now we're unpacking <laughs> fandom. This is what I was hoping to get to. And I don't. I already forgot what I meant by that. Um, but I think sort of what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> like would would the, these people be my favorite player? Like uh, for instance, Russ, I can follow on any team and be excited about. 
Sure. I don't know if that would be the case for Derek Jones Jr. I right. think because I mean he has been on another team and I didn't he didn't you know like yeah you weren't uh, watching Heat games to like right. see you know is is DJ going to get in and 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 like kind of half smile <laughs> right so I think like secretly I am very like and I think that's that like speaks to Dame even more so than like I even realize because I like everyone who's like within Dame's you know inclusive leadership as we are you are you a Keldon Blevins fan because uh, <laughs> yeah, you have I to be that's not that is like the the full fully actualized inclusive leadership is now like you know uh close relatives getting a job with the team I know I um did he go in today he did he played very briefly at the end of the game okay. after they finally took Anthony Simons out after he hit nine threes yeah okay, okay. <laughs> um yeah sure <laughs> all right that's close enough because I find myself as as a fan, and um, I think people who listen to this podcast are going to be like, "You're not a fan. Uh, you're a hater." Yeah, yeah. And I am a hater. I'm a professional hater. I yeah. cash in these checks, well, y'all. We're right at home then. Exactly. But like, I find myself um, not like necessarily a type of player. Like, I don't like little guys or big guys or whatever. But mm-hmm. I like. I I feel like I am attracted to or like drawn to um, really deliberate players like in the way russell westbrook is extremely deliberate he's going to just mm-hmm. do what he does and i i um that that has always there are always just certain players who kind of just say nah i play this way and i'm gonna play this way and i bet you can't mm-hmm. stop me there's something um there's something i truly love about it there's like mm-hmm. you know there's a poetry to steph curry being like i'll just i'll i have no idea what the plan is but at, at some point i'm gonna launch but i kind <laughs> of like the uh i like the sort of more deliberate damian lord like i need to go left I'm going to mm-hmm. pound the ball twice with my right hand and I'm going to shoot it and good effing luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I, I support that. Mm-hmm. Sierra, are you, um, are you, a tr- are you, do you gravitate towards a type of player? Like do you gravitate towards other Kavon loonies out there? <laughs> Funny you say that and Blazer fans. Well, actually I don't know how you guys feel about him, but one, a player that I loved was Festus Azili. <laughs> oh my god i went to church with him once what um on it was midnight mass um in lake oswego that's awesome he's catholic oh i kind of thought he, you like went with him like you had some no, sort of no. <laughs> sorry sorry that was very misleading no i was gonna be really excited about that like yeah festus me we, you know he just he was like hey i had a really good story to tell there no i didn't yeah. awesome. uh the story was i saw festus azili at church and i was like Wait a second. Hang on. That's insane. And like, that that's a that's a big churchgoer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, much yeah. larger. Doesn't really average. fit in with the Catholic uh crew in like Oswego, Oregon, but I I believe it. <laughs> Probably doesn't fit in a lot of places. Yeah. Yeah, when you're seven feet tall, you don't fit in yeah. <laughs> almost anywhere. <laughs> to anything or anywhere. Yeah. So you're you're a are you just do you gravitate towards um you know the second center on the in the Warriors yeah, rotation I no matter so. what? Well, it's <laughs> it's interesting because in the WNBA, I really like like all my favorite players are point guards for the most part. But for the NBA, um, I think for a long time I didn't have any favorite players that like weren't on the Warriors. Sure, um, that's normal. Yeah, but I do really like. I really like players. This is going to sound dumb. I like players like Kevin Durant, where it's like you look at him and you're expecting that he plays a certain way. And then he just like absolutely does not, you know, he's pulling up for like these jumpers in the mid range 
or he's going to dunk, but he's just this like really tall, skinny guy. And you're just like, I don't really know what his deal is, but I really like the way I really like it when people are doing things you don't expect them to do, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like that, like guys who operate outside the mold. I, I could yeah. I could see that. I could see that being a being a draw. Yeah, I was going to say maybe Sierra likes um, big men uh, kind of like innately because she's six two. Okay. Don't pit, please don't pigeonhole me. Like yeah, I'm I'm like five seven, and I don't only like uh, you know Muggsy Boses of the world. <laughs> you have one favorite. You're only on the one players yeah. that are like the same height as you. Yeah, I've really enjoyed Muggsy, Spud Web, I uh, only Earl like Boykins. Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it3 I loved. Uh, <laughs> what's his face? Falco Composo, little point guard for the Nuggets. Love that guy. He might be taller than me. He might be like six feet tall. Uh, JJ, JJ yeah. Berea, who's yeah, yeah, who yeah. is taller than me. I've stood next to him and I'm like, damn it, he's taller. <laughs> Someone I do like on the Warriors is Jordan Poole. Um, he was in the G League for a little bit and he came back up, but he's just like, he seems like he's going to be this like small, like two guard who just is like in a shooter role, but he does, he has these crazy, I, re- I like, yes, here it is. I like. <laughs> people who have really crazy drives to the basket. That's one of my favorite things about like Steph Curry's game is these just like wild, fantastical layups that you're like, they're contorting their bodies and you're like, how are they even going to get this in the hoop? Mm-hmm. And then it goes. In. Yeah. A low key underrated part of Steph's game is he's an incredible finisher around the yeah. rim. He's got incredible yeah. touch around the rim. Yeah. Or any, yeah. And then any player who like will like what I love about Dame is that, Anytime he does anything, it just has that extra little cold bloodedness to it because he does it. And he's like, he kind of gives a look that's like, yeah, fuck you guys. You know, I <laughs> exactly. love that. Sorry, I don't know if I can swear on the pod. You can but... you can swear on okay. the pod. We, get, we don't really have, we don't have rules. Hell we'll just yeah. get the little explicit tag. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I want to ask you both about Flagrant Mag and the Flagrant Universe. Uh, if we were on video for this chat, you would see two flagrant magazines behind me right now, framing me for my little, I do little post game videos for the locked on podcast network. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, follow at follow at locked on blazers uh, to see those videos after every <laughs> game. And, and uh, de- almost always, depending on if I don't film them in this, my one particular podcast studio, flagrant mag makes the, makes the <laughs> cut. So I want to ask um, about sort of the flagrant universe and where people can find you, because I think it is as, it is a fun, a basketball publication as there is. But before we do that, we got to talk about Bill Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar that there is. That's what they're doing. They're making delicious protein bars. There aren't better ones. You're not going to find them. So don't go looking. All of their flavors are covered in 100% chocolate. They're all soft and easy to chew. They've got that candy bar-like texture. If you have dabbled in the world of protein bars in the past, you know that these aren't candy bar-type things. These are dry and chalky and gross items. Well, Bill Bar's not doing that. They've revolutionized the medium. They're making delicious protein bars. Each one of them has at least 17 grams of protein. They're all low-calorie, low-sugar, like I said, high-protein and high-fiber. So go get yourself some. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. This episode is also brought to you by BetOnline. It's just the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. And this week, there are tons of sports action that you can get in on. The NFL Draft, the Kentucky Derby is back. Plus, you'll be able to get latest news and odds and info for all of your sports sports betting needs. That's MLB, 
NBA, NHL, even UFC MMA. If you're into that, they got it. If you're into anything, fighting, ball sports, puck sports, whatever it is, you can find it on betonline.ag. You can visit on your laptop or on your mobile device. And while you're there, you'll see news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their playoff runs. So head on over to that website, betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code LOCKEDON. The website is betonline.ag. And you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports book experts still a pass first point guard still mike richmond still listen to locked on blazers make sure you get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes every single day with the new locked on today podcast where the host peter bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts follow locked on today on the odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts Still chatting here with Ashton and Sierra of Flagrant Mag and the whole Flagrant universe. Like I mentioned before the break, uh, Flagrant Mag is just a beautiful magazine. So what I want to ask, and it's, it's obviously expanded to be the Flagrant universe now, but what I want to ask is sort of where did the idea for the magazine, where where did it come from? How did it? How did you conceive of this idea? Hmm. Well, we appreciate that. Um, yeah. I, I like that you're calling us the Flagrant universe. Like we're... Well, like you guys are. You're expanding. Yeah. Universe. Yeah, cinematic universe. I love that. Um, so yeah, we are just you know to give it to you quickly for those that don't know, a print publication, and we um, aim to elevate voices within the basketball community um, through beautiful imagery and and telling untold stories, um, just from everything from you know like pickup games to pros. So we now have. The magazine we have the podcast we just recently had a panel that was like the the highlight of our lives um but we were like still riding that high because we had such a good just a great time with uh some ladies talking about being women in sports but um yeah so we are sierra's our social media manager so she, you can uh engage with her on at flagrant mag <laughs> um, yeah on i'm always Twitter there i was on a call today sierra i didn't tell you this and someone was like I love your Twitter so much. Oh my god! And I didn't even give you credit either. <laughs> You're like, thanks. I do it myself. Ashton's like, yeah, I, it is very good. I do agree. Yeah, it's hard, but ugh, you just have to. Do Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, all all in a day's work. Yeah, it's honest. <laughs> Where did the idea for Flagrant Mag? You know, obviously, we're almost two years removed from the first from Volume One. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Where was it born? It's true. Um, it was born, uh, in the Twitter DMs first, I believe between me and Alex. So there's five of us, there's me and Sierra, and then there's Bethany Brasilia and Alex, and we're all over. So me and Alex are in Portland. Um, Bethany is in Oakland and Brasilia is in New York. Sierra is in Sonoma. Um, and at the time I was in Denver, I lived in Denver and I was like DMing Alex and I was like, what about a basketball magazine? And we were like, yeah, that's kind of stupid, but like, how cool would it be? <laughs> and um, everyone else that we told about it was like, yeah, that's kind of stupid. Nobody's going to buy a magazine. Um, and we kind of just like, you know, then I talked to Bethany and Brasilia, who were my friends from, you know, other places. And, and it was the four of us. And then Sierra, 
Sierra went viral for making a slideshow about uh, <laughs> like who her boyfriend on every NBA team is. And we met through that because I saw her viral slideshow and um, then she came on. So we've, we have boots on the ground everywhere. We're all over the place. Um, and it's really a spectacular group of women that just like, we really fill all the boxes in different ways and we like complement each other so well. And it's been really awesome. Yeah. I, d- I don't know another way to say this, but the magazine is beautiful. <laughs> like, like go Thank get you. it because it looks nice. It's the type of magazine right. that if you hold it, if it's on your coffee table, people will read it because it looks nice. But if, and if they don't know about it, they're going to pick it up and flip through it. But if they do know about it, it's not only going to be beautiful, but they're going to say, Oh, like this person's cool. You'll get a little, you'll, you will get oh, automatic yeah. clout from having flagrant mag in your home. So I, I wow. strong recommend. Perfect branding. Wow. We need to yeah. put that in and tweet that, Sierra. Yeah, you can, Ashton, you can steal that right from me in your next meeting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, Ashton, actually, why don't you go ahead and tweet it? <laughs> yeah, go ahead and steal that in your next meeting. I do not need credit for sure. I certainly do not. Um, so in addition to the magazine, which like I said, is beautiful, the Flagrant Files is just a wonderfully fun podcast. And I believe there's one coming out this week, uh, very, tomorrow, very soon. Tomorrow, when long. listeners, t- tomorrow's recording it. So dear listeners, right now. Right, right, right now, right y'all. Now. Right. Check your feeds. Flagrant Files. It is a true-ish, crime-ish podcast about the NBA and is fantastic. Why? How did you land on true? How did you land on true crime? Um, Sierra, how did we do that? So we really had like no direction with what where we wanted to go. All we knew was that we want to make a basketball podcast, but there's it feels like almost such an oversaturated market of just like basketball podcasts that just talk about what's going on in this exact moment and we knew we didn't want to focus on like one team and we knew we wanted it to be funny and I don't I don't even know how true crime became the idea we had like three or four general ideas we were thinking about and then we were like what if we just did like a mock true crime podcast I think this was around (laughs) the time that like I was listening to the 30 for 30 on like Donald Sterling and then the whistleblower right. podcast. Yeah. Whistleblower. Came out. I think yeah. I, I actually think we came up with the idea before we listened to whistleblower, but then when I listened to whistleblower. I was like, Holy crap. Yeah. This is- and it was like, we know people love true crime podcasts. And if we can just like do a little bit of research, we can make this really funny and really stupid. Yeah. I mean, the, the, it's really funny, but there is something very comforting about the intro and then that true crime music that plays underneath. And you're like, yes. There was like, there's like no prouder moment than when I found that song that we use under those. Yeah. Like, it's, it is truly it. perfect. This is it. This is the yeah. one. There's something I find specific, like something in general that I find really, really funny is taking dumb things and then taking them really seriously. And like, propping them up as if they are this very serious thing because like we obviously like we're talking about is Kawhi Leonard a Scientologist that's not a serious topic that we're actually covering (laughs) but when you give it when you provide it this weight of this whole like we have pre-recorded bits in there we have cutouts from Kawhi interviews and just giving Mm -hmm. it this like gravitas I think is I've always found that really funny is to take really mundane dumb things and take them very seriously (laughs) it's i mean it's it is a it is an absolute joy i won't um i gotta recommend i i love the Kawhi scientology one but i might just be a big katie heindel fan i'll listen to anything i'll listen to anything she's on friend of the podcast she's been on the show a couple times but um 
Yeah, she's but, funny. She's the maybe the best writer in America. Um, I know she's such a good writer. Every time yeah. I read her stuff, I'm like, Katie, God, not again. Yeah. Knock it off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> listeners know that every time I'm, I'm just fan out. I'm like, we got her again. Um, <laughs> but I love that one. I love the story about LeBron getting smoked out of uh, yeah. in San Antonio. It's just it, listeners have to go. You have to go check it out. Flagrant files wherever you get podcasts because yeah. I won't spoil the reveal for you, but man, it is, it is a good time. That's my favorite episode we've done, but I will say the episode that is like the most recent episode that is out now, I suppose is in my opinion, it's just me, Ash and Alex. And I think it's the funniest one. It's insane. We just kind of went a little off the rails. (laughs) Yeah. This one that is coming out is out now, I guess, in theory. Yeah. Come on. We're in the future. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Uh, this newest one is like truly nutty. I uh, was just cracking up listening to it. Like, what are we even? Uh, why it's nine thirty doing- in the morning. We barely cover <laughs> the actual conspiracy we're talking about, but it's yeah. just. I think that's it's. I'm excited it's about insane. it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. If people are looking for more of both of you, where can they find you? Um, they can find me at um, little underscore butts on Twitter. Um, don't waste your time on Instagram. My Instagram stinks. Um, and yeah, that's, that's all I got. Twitter. (laughs) Um, I'm on Twitter as well. It's Sierra mountains, C I A R A like the singer mountains, like the geographical formation. And then I also do run the flagrant Twitter. So that's got a little bit more basketball content. Yeah. Except the times when Ashton runs it, which is most (laughs) of the time, actually, I don't really know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, you're apparently not going to get credit anyway, so (laughs) there will be no credit here. Sierra Mountains. Yeah, check. Go buy yourself copies of Flagrant Mag. If you don't own both volumes, go do it. Listen to the podcast. Uh, Ashton mentioned, but they did this incredible panel uh, with getting women in sports, big voices that you want to hear from, talking about the experience of what it's like to be a woman who works in this industry. Um, It's not all white dudes yelling into microphones, although. Um, you certainly <laughs> listen to one regularly if you're a listener to this podcast. So expand your horizons. Check out Flagrant Mag, Ashton, Sierra. Thank you so much for joining me. I really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. This was this. a joy. Yeah. Yes. Dear listeners, tell your friends about this podcast. Tell them they can get it wherever they already get podcasts. Just search Lockdown Blazers. We'll be there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon. <laughs>